No way! No way! Ain't no way! Lake Fork is often called the Goat Lake by the people that fish it in the Lake Fork area. And this week, we're about to find out whether Lee Livesey is the king of Lake Fork, king of the Goat Lakes. Let's see if he can win three in a row, three-peat on his home pond. And he's uh, backed up with a few other solid finishes. So we'll see if there's anyone that can dethrone the king of Lake Fork. Before we get into the picks, let's talk a little bit about Toledo Bend. We just came off that super great tournament. Nice weights, solid weights, a little bit of controversy. But let's talk about that before we get into Lake Fork. I feel pretty good. I actually notched a, uh, you know, not a huge score, but 1,110 points was in the the low 90s, 92.5 percentile for regular fancy fishing. A much better start than last year. Looking at the squad, Walters was a solid pick. Wesley Gore almost made a top 10 out of Buckety. That is pretty sweet. Latuso, a little bit of a bummer there, but you can't really complain about two other top 30 finishes. If we could have just short up that bucket D pick, we could have had a really strong, strong roster out of the gate. And uh, I did go below 100 pounds, which actually, other than the winner there, it was, you know, that wasn't very, very far off. Only one bag over 100 pounds. Drain the lake, not quite as good. 80 percentile, you know, a lot of people. Stumbled on Hackney. Garrett was a good pick. Rivette also surprised quite a few people not having a great tournament. You know, a lot of veterans here didn't do very well. The EQ guys, Gore and McKinney and Milliken, all pretty good. Yeah, Milliken could have been a very good pick in the uh, traditional game as well, but uh, maybe we'll save him for Lake Fork or another tournament. Now, there was a lot of talk about this tournament was absolutely dominated by Ping and minnows. There was a few jerk baits, but it was a lot of jig hens, little tiny plastics. A lot of people didn't like to see it, didn't want to watch it. They Bassmaster definitely tried to put, you know, Hackney and Christie out on the first day alive. They went and they hit the bank. And honestly, they just didn't catch them. They were ahead of the fish. The fish didn't catch up. That wave never happened. The veterans kind of a lot of them were left out. There were a few, few sight fish by the end of the tournament. And I think even Kobe Krieger had 20 pounds the first day sight fishing, from what I heard. Will we see a movement big enough with this warming trend? At Lake Fork to make a difference? I don't know. We're going to have a warm weekend as they start practice, then a little dip on the final practice day in the first day of tournament, a little Texas two-step in the weather, and then it's going to start climbing into the weekend again. So it'll be really interesting to see if there will be a big push that will significantly change the patterns. Are we going to see a lot of people scoping isolated bass, suspended timber, offshore creek channels like we did on Toledo Bend at Lake Fork? And will it be all the same baits or at least, you know, some jerk baits, some swim baits, other things like that? Or is it going to be more of the same? Love to hear what you guys think in the comment and what you guys think we're going to see from patterns at Lake Fork. Let's talk about the winners in the Beat Hellabass group. So if you're not in the Beat Hellabass group yet, there will be a link down in the description to join the group. Password is Slamus with a capital S. Still time to join to win prizes. Let's see who won the prizes from the Lake Fork event from our good friends at chattyboys.com. And thank you guys for making us the biggest private group in all of fantasy fishing. It's awesome to see the community come together at over 800 members in our private group. Winner, McVeigh Official, C. McVeigh. I'll be reaching out to you shortly. Look for an email in your inbox, and we'll get you hooked up with your chattyboys.com gift card for your Drain the Lake win. You can see they got Fujita. Ever so important if you're going to win and have a big tournament to get the winner because you get those sweet double points at 650 points that really boost your roster. You can see the overall roster here. And the nutritional game, B-Worm, B-Wareham. Congratulations, 1378 for your roster. Again, you see consistent with Fujita, Milliken, McKinney, Williams, and Gore. Obviously, 
on the EQ train and understanding the youth movement here is a big part of success, at least at the first tournament at Toledo Bend. If you ask yourself what chattyboys.com is, they are a complete store with tons of stuff for fishing, tackle, electronic stuff for your boats. Go ahead and check them out. I'll put a link down in the description if you want, and you can check out what they have to offer to maybe upgrade your boat if you're thinking about doing some of these electronics so you can do what we saw on Bassmaster Live all weekend. Uh, they got some good deals. Check them out. And if you need to, you can use code HBFREE for free shipping on anything you grab. Now let's start doing a little bit of research on Omnia. So going over to omniafishing.com for Lake Fork here. I'm going to go ahead and just click up here on states. I like to do this for my own tournaments. I like to do this for fancy fishing, a little research here. I also like to use the Omnia Premium app to look at some of the layers here. But we're going to look at Lake Fork. And you can start to get a little bit of a view here of the temperature grid. Notice it's a little bit cooler here and not quite as warm in the pockets as we saw at Toledo Bend. Even when we go into the detailed view on the Omnium Premium Pro mobile app, there is, you can see that even in the way backs, it's still in the only upper 50s. We're not seeing those 60s that we were seeing when we checked in at Toledo Bend. So I, I'm a little bit apprehensive to think that we're going to see a big move to the bank and i think it might be wise to stick with some of the uh the scopers in the center at least have a balanced roster looking at some of the popular baits obviously they're they're uh you know shallow crankbaits mid-ranging crankbaits spinnerbaits chatterbaits things like that are pretty typical here if you click on reports you can see there hasn't been any current reports from this year but they do have some uh similar time frame reports last year where we see chatterbaits lipless crankbaits you know soft plastics things like that so that gives you some information on the lake. Uh, we can also see on the report here, we can look at water clarity. It looks pretty consistent throughout a little bit of color to this water. Uh, also, you can see that the vegetation layers show that there is some vegetation, at least on the C-map level, that does show there is some grass growing on Lake Fork, which might be a player in this event as they start to stage and head towards the spawning banks. You've waited long enough. Let's talk about my picks. And at the end, we'll do the drain the lake picks as well. I like to start things off at bucket E. Own percentage, Brandon Cobb taking down the majority of the percentage early here based probably on his, I think, was it 2019 win uh, in April where it was more of a shad spawn and he caught a giant sight fishing. Uh, not sure that's going to convert or translate to this, you know, late February, early March, but he is getting a lot of percentage. Kyle Welcher, obviously you're returning AOI, looking for a bounce back event for him. I think he could be a smart play. Hackley. I know people thinking he's going to rebound here. Uh, he very well could. Watley, a Texas guy, but he does not have great stats at Fork, so I was a little hesitant there. You know, Hanselman, another East Texas guy, some other big names in this bucket, but I'm going to go Chad Pipkins. Now, this is against my anti or my youth movement move here to some degree, but Pipkins in his like three or four events has all like top 30, 40s and a couple top 10s. And, you know, that goes from like March, April. May, November, all times of the year. So I think he's got a little something cooking there with Fork. And I think if I can just get a top 50, like if I get a 30, 40 thought of Pickens out of Bucket E, I'm stoked. Bucket D, the Cowboy, Sefuentes. I think a lot of people had him on Toledo Bend, expecting him to do well. We thought, you know, hey, we saw them drop shotting at Timber in Seminole. Why wouldn't that translate to Bend or Fork? I think he's a guy that's, you know, very good with those electronics. Maybe he was just on the right, not wrong size of fish at Fork or on uh, Toledo Bend. So maybe he'll bounce back at Fork. Christy uh, Combs has won many times at Fork in PA, Bassmaster, other events, but never, I don't know, pre-spawn? We'll see. I'd like to see him do well, get the old big chartreuse blue crank out on cranking, but I don't know if that's going to play. Fan favorite Seth Fighter in here. But to me, my eyes gravitate to the, you know, John Garrett, the only EQ guy 
that didn't make the top 50 cut. I think he finished like 60 something. Still got a $2,500 check. He's our most seasoned EQ angler at like 43 anglers event. He had several years in the opens. He's still very good with electronics. I think he'll do really well here. So I think he's a safe pick and going towards that youth movement. Bucket C, the king is here. Lee Livesey. I'm not going to fight it. Like he's the champ two times in a row in bucket C, you know, maybe he's in bucket A, bucket B with some of the other anglers. I could maybe consider like trying to, to stray away from Livesey, but there's just nothing in here that really tempts me to pull away from him. But if you don't want to do that, obviously Paul Nick could be good here. He's done well here in the past. Uh, John Cox, if there is a side fishing bite, he could, you know, definitely do well as well as Benton, Kenta Kimura. KG veteran, Drew Cook, sight fishing. And then I think, you know, a wild card for me would be uh, Matt Robertson. Kind of new look Robertson, looking a little different. Got a little more beard going on this year. Let's see what kind of angler he's going to be. But, you know, he does love the big baits. And that is tempting at Lake Fork because the big baits do tend to play at Lake Fork a little more. And he do does have two top 40, you know, uh, weekend cuts in his two events. So if you're looking for somebody with lower percentage, you like to play that game. But sometimes chalk is the right move. And this week for me, Bucket C, we are going chalk. Lee Livesey. Bucket B. I'm definitely going a little bit under the radar here. Taku has had a good event. He's getting most of the percentage here. A couple other anglers like Card, uh, Gustafson, Shakurit, you know, fan favorites. Decent options. You know, Carl Jacobson's in this bucket if you want to do the big bait thing. <clears throat> Plenty of veterans here to distract you with decent track records on fork. But to me, there's two anglers to really look at here. JT Tompkins who's one of the open EQs. He was the EQ angler of the year last year. Had a good solid event at Toledo Bend. I think we'll see these guys consistently do well in these tournaments, but I'm going to go a little bit lower down. I think you could also look at Cody Huff. He could be good on fork, but Kyle Patrick, the uh, a little bit, you know, the one of the lower finisher. He actually finished 21st in that event. So did really well at Toledo Bend little less no name and i'm pretty sure he put his homework in before the off limits so i think that will be an interesting pick and i'm uh, going with kyle patrick but if you're a little safer maybe go jt tompkins otherwise you can you can uh, take your chances on a wily veteran it will be interesting to see you know toledo bend all these eq anglers got to spend significant time last year for their bassmaster open you know with the, the wide open off limits and tons of information tons of practice probably set them well to be able to start into Toledo Bend their rookie year so that'll see if this shakes up anything now that they're going into lake fork you know they, they may have been there pre-practicing but they've never had the time to invest in a tournament and, and and you know fish on it in a tournament environment so maybe that will change some things up i guess only time will tell at the end of the weekend finally Bucket A, Ben Milliken stealing the headlines here as far as percentage. People like what they saw at Toledo Bend. He's a super fan favorite. Awesome. Uh, the, the winner, Fujita, uh, looking pretty good. Zeldane, you know, he's kind of a local to Lake Fork. He should be putting in reps there, I would think. Definitely, I know he spent some time out there with Livesey over the years. You know, Jordan Lee's back. Now, he's not going to have a strong Bassmaster record, but he does have a couple of nice money fishes on the BPT uh in similar like february march spring events so you know he's back he's coming off a top 10 i think he's going to be somebody that's going to be in the hunt for angler year he could be a good pick obviously we got robert gee blaylock palmer all you know schlopper all really interesting picks in this event to consider the johnsons have had some success wesley gore a lot of really good options here i'm gonna go patrick walters though you might see me pick literally Patrick Walters every single tournament this year in bucket A. I might be riding that train till the very end. I think he's going to win NOI, and I think he's going to be in the mix on almost every tournament. So 
if Walters is going to do it this year, then we are going to hitch our wagon probably to him until proven otherwise for the rest of the season. All right, let's hop over to Drain Lake, and then we'll get to my tie-breaking weight. Got to get our numbers back up here. A little disappointed. I, I remember being torn when I made my like planner for the year. on Did I want to use Pat Schlopper on Lake Fork or Toledo Band? And I flip-flopped. Ultimately, I decided to go with him on Lake Fork. You know, maybe he'll maybe he'll actually do better. Instead of finishing third, he'll actually get a win here, and then that would be something. So I'm going to start out with Schlopper. We'll see if we'll regret it. We did not take him on Toledo Bend. And I, I plan out my whole year ahead of time. I've got a planner. If you'd like to get access to the planner, you can hit the join button and become a member of the channel. And there's a post there and a video that shows you how to explain it and lay out and use the whole thing for the entire year. We are going to take Livesey. We're going to use him up. Uh, we're also going to do Zaldane. Keith Combs, we're going to use him up here. Laylock, coming off a strong finish. Kind of had him penciled in here. I also got Robertson. You know, I didn't pick him for the radio team, but I do have him here for the uh, to drain the lake. Seems like Pipkin's off a lot, a lot of people's radar, but I'm going to double down with Pipkin's for this event. And Matty Wong, big bait guy. He had some success last year at Lake Fork. So my eight angler roster recapping. Patch Lopper, Lee Livesey, Chris Seldane, Keith Combs, Blaylock, Robertson, Pipkins, and Wong. Tiebreaker weight here. We're going 116.4. I think it's going to be a little bigger than like the 112, 113, 114 bags we've seen most of these other tournaments throughout the year. I think, and it could be even a little higher. Things could be, I wouldn't be surprised to see over 120 pounds. I think we could see at least five plus century belts, maybe. It could, it could, it could take ten. We might see eight or ten. I'd love to hear what you guys think in the comment. How many century belts will we see at Lake Fork this week? Mm -hmm.